Hello! And welcome to the Midas Touching. I'm your host, Chris Tusa, and this is Charlie Bradford. Welcome back to the Midas Touches. We're back again. It feels like every time we record an episode, we're back again, but we are. Uh, this time it has been quite a long hiatus. I think we've been away from the game for probably since Goodwood. It rained pretty hard. Didn't we say that last time we recorded an episode? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's been difficult though, um, but I feel this time the, the days are drawing in and it really feels like the racing calendar is about to kick off which is weird because we're both flat fans um primarily but now i feel having started this podcast two years ago we're actually becoming fans of jumps uh i'm very happy as well to welcome not only just charlie today but also our resident analyst tipster punter jamie radford welcome back to the midas touches Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Actually, the first time I came on here was two years ago, last October or November, to do Cheltenham. So it's good to be back. Jamie is a wise head on young shoulders. Recently been writing stuff for Odds Checker, I believe, so you can catch him there from time to time. Um, I, de- I think when Jamie came on last season, we had some seriously good comments afterwards about the depth of analysis that he was going into, which I think for everyone who has a bet on horse racing is always a, a good start. Um, this week, we're going to be looking ahead at the jump season 2023-24, which kicked off a couple of weeks ago. But we're doing our preview because there's still quite a long time until we get to the, the, the big moments of the racing calendar. How are you guys feeling? Charlie, we'll start with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's been a slow start for me. Uh, always takes me you know, a, a bit of time to, to get back into the swing of things with the jumps, not being my, my natural um, code on the racing side. But uh, we're getting there, remembering the names of the horses, <laughs> what distances they run over, things like that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm actually quite excited looking through. It, it's really nice because unlike the, the flat, often um, you do have these horses coming back year after year and you've got the recognisable names and... Horses going up up against each other once again. Horses stepping up into different divisions, things like that. It's it, it can get quite interesting, and um, I certainly think there are a few uh, divisions of, of particular interest this season, which we'll certainly go into. So yeah, a lot to look forward to this season. I reckon it is going to be another mega season. Jamie, how are you feeling? Are you confident going into this season? Yeah, I mean, I'm giddy. I'm excited. I think every season you're always wondering how well you're going to do and if you're just going to turn out to be the four that you thought you were. But um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited. Like Charlie said, a lot of returning stars and a lot of young pretenders coming into it. So um, it's a mix of everything. And um, they've changed, the BHA have changed the fixture list this year. So it's more condensed. So hopefully we should see more clashes of big names, um, which is exciting. Yeah, I mean that's that's obviously something that that you can lack in horse racing, right? Uh, in in jumps racing, rather, um, you see these you know long odds on shots just go romp home uh, in like four runner fields yeah. from time to time, which is obviously 
a bit damaging for the sport. So definitely a good move from the BHA in that regard to try and keep things competitive. Yeah, I mean, I am a jumps fan, but the one thing I will respect about the flat is you do get a lot more of these big name clashes. Mm. If you look at someone like a highly you know, talented juvenile, River Tiber was racing against all of the biggest juveniles throughout the season, like even he started getting beat by Van Deek and things. You're going to see Constitution Hill win his first three races at one to ten. You yeah, know, he's going to win the Chris, you know, like the Fighting Fifth and the Christmas Hurdle and a Sandown race, and then finally, when we get to March, you know, you will have a race. Yeah. So that's where the jumps kind of lacks a bit. Mm-hmm. Is he still the most exciting horse for both of you coming into the season, Charlie? I mean, I don't know about exciting because what what more can he do to really like impress us? I, I think like we know his quality. Um, I mean, there may even be someone like Imperial Pass in that division that, that could give him a run, but he's he's probably... Uh, I mean, yeah, he, he's he's probably the the standout horse on, on in the jumps at the moment. I mean, Galapan de Champs is another one. Can he bounce back from, from that punch time result? I mean, otherwise he was pretty faultless, uh, or he was faultless last season. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how, how he does returning. Um, he's probably the other sort of standout star, I guess, in, in, in the, um, the jumping division. So, yeah, uh, Constitution Hill will be brilliant to see return. I mean, there's also that question mark of whether we would have wanted to see him over fences this season. Uh, I know a lot of people did. Yeah, that's and- good gold cup. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, people people did right, and and you got to respect Michael Buckley's decision. I think it was probably the fact that he, he's he's not ready to go step up in distance and go over fences uh, at this moment. He would have wanted him to be a, a sort of um, cup horse if he was um, if he were to go over fences at least in time, uh, and he's not right there at the moment. Um, so yeah, it, he's likely to go dominate that division, but. No, there'll there'll be a few there'll be a few coming out of the woodwork, I imagine, in in other divisions that, that we can get excited about. Hopefully, well, let's start with the the novice hurdlers. Hopefully, the future Constitution Hills and future Galapandichamps. Uh, the market for the Supreme is probably the the biggest indicator at the moment. Uh, Jamie, how do you assess that division? Is there any value in the market currently for the Supreme? Any any early season races you're targeting with your two mile? Uh, uh, novice hurdlers I think value is a difficult word right now I mean we've, all, we've obviously got all the bumper form to assess from last year um, you know you've got that McManus pair that won that what came 1-2 in the champion bumper facts fire on dream share um, and so it's you, you kind of want to see how they integrate into the, the other crop um, away from the bumper form um, in the water side it's a really nice horse uh, his sire uh, Justin La had its first season ever last year and it, it, it had some really nice winners. One, one a Navin bumper and the other Blue King Duro uh, won a handicap for Paul Nichols and then came second in the entry. So um, he should go well. Um, he, he's really exciting. And, and Nichols has also got Captain Teague who, who won the uh, Persian War at, um, at Chepstow for their season opener. So both of them could head to the Chalo for the English team. And the other one for the English team, because um, you know that's who we're supporting, is uh, East India Express. For Nicky Henderson, who won a bumper in February, and interestingly, Henderson started a lot of really nice horses in bumpers at Kempton. I know, I know, it's you know not a track not too far away, but he does like sending horses there. Shishkin started his bumper there, some of his best horses. So um, yeah, he won one in February, and yeah, he missed the Newbury Sales bumper, but he he should go well in two mile hurdles. Very very exciting. The early early piece of value, Charlie. How are you highlighting this? <laughs> 
uh, the the novice hurdlers this year. Yeah, I mean, I'd happily leave um, happily leave the novice hurdling division until it's a bit uh, more fully formed. I don't pay much attention to to bumpers if I'm completely honest. Um, hearing a lot about Ballyburn um unsurprisingly sounds like the the Mullins number one so um yeah you know it's it's not a division I pay much attention to at least at this stage of the season uh okay then let's well let, let's move on to the, the the novices but the novice chases here a market I think we'll be able to tackle with maybe a little bit more fluency the uh the Arkle chase at the moment is probably a, a good indicator. Brad, your favourite horse, Marine National, who you tipped up successfully in the Supreme at our Cheltenham preview last year. We'll open with you. Mm. How are you assessing the the novice chasers? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I did love Marine National last year and got me off to a great start at, uh, at the Cheltenham Festival. That was a brilliant one. <laughs> Watching my colleagues, they were all very happy. Uh, did take a bit of a turn later in the week. Dangerous. <laughs> it's dangerous to start well sometimes. Oh, mate. You've got deep pockets. <laughs> I sometimes, I like, somehow always do start well. Um, <laughs> and then it becomes just generally more of a car crash later in the week. Um, but yeah, I mean, Barry Connell's been really bullish about... Um, about Marine National's chances over fences this season. I mean, he was incredibly bullish before the Cheltenham Festival um, of his chance in the Supreme, and obviously he turned over Fasal Vega then. Um, so you probably have to take it with a bit of a pinch of salt, but he's been proven right in the past equally. So um, it'll be really interesting to see how he gets on. Um, I, I think this is quite an interesting division because you've got horses who are sort of diverting away from constitution hill and just taking their chances over fences um horses possibly like marine national even um so it it makes this division uh more competitive even if it does make the the two mile hurdling division a, a bit weaker um but yeah I, I might just side with uh marine national for the moment just for the uh you know the sentiment of last cheltenham i don't blame you mate i don't blame you jamie how do you see the 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 novice chasers yeah i'm really excited about the novice chasers this year there's a lot of really nice crop of hurdlers coming through uh progressing into it uh corbett's cross for emmett mullins who was subsequently bought by jp um was only having you know its third run in the in the albert bartlett which is you know an attritional race and it was only 18 days after its previous run and it was failing to, you know just at the last flight after running a great race uh, when it fell um you know I think that could be a great player in the Turners. Gaelic Warrior is an interesting one. Willie suggested that he, they were going to go over fences, but Rich Ricky's yeah. racing manager came out and said so they wanted to go over hurdles. So in classic uh, mercurial Willie Mullins fashion, we're going to be playing guessing, you know, for the next couple of months at least. Um, but if he got, he would be something real interest for the RSA on the old course on the Wednesday. So I think it's called the Festival Number Station now. Sorry, um, on the Wednesday. Um, I could see him going really well. I thought that Ballymore was a really nice race last year. Um, obviously, he came second behind mm -hmm. Imperial Pass. Um, he's one of the few taking on Constitution Hill. So um, he's really interesting as well. Um, and yeah, I think I'm really excited. It's going to be a good mm -hmm. year. Yeah. There was, there was one more actually. I was just thinking about it. Um, Arocco, the, the Martin winner Pike of winner. Martin Pike. Because yeah, yeah. the last couple of years, uh, Bambridge won it the year before that. Yeah. And then Galapandashon the year before that. So... Um, some good chases coming out of uh, out of that Cheltenham race. So Iroca could be another interesting one um, in this division. I think one of the main ones as well um, is in the pocket, who uh, ran a great race in the, in the Supreme 
and then followed up at entry and Rachel Blackmore dropped her whip up the running as well but he actually set on really well to win um, I think he's got the class to win something that you know <laughs> Uh, there's a race at, I think it's Limerick, over two mile one, the Racing Post Novice Chase on the 26th, 27th of December. I think he's got the class win something like that, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him go for the Turners and, and, and make that step up to two mile four. Um, so I think he's, he's one to look out for then and potentially a really exciting clash over the middle distance with Corbett's Cross. I, I, I think Gaelic War has always been a horse that I've had deep affection for, but it seemed that Deep affection is quite intense. <laughs> How deep? Uh, but it seemed that Gaelic Warrior was always best going right-handed. So it was, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they can get him going better left-handed. I think one at Leopardstown, but not in a great race earlier. In they the... gave him a lot of coverage. That was the lift he handed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of those ones where they really know um, that the horse needs to go right-handed. So hopefully they can sort that out. Um, Willie's also just a genius when it comes to, to comes to these things. So hopefully uh, he'll get it right. Any more from the novice chasers for either of you? Stay away, Faye won the Bartlett, um, and Nichols obviously excels with staying chasers. Um, it'd be interesting to see how he does. Um, I don't know if they're gonna pull quite like they aim them for the uh, quarter star novice chase at uh, Kempton on Boxing Day. So I'd imagine that could be his target, although it is quite sharp. Um, and so he's really interesting. And so Sandor Clegane, um, although I imagine he, he, he was staying on really strongly in the Bartlett and he looks like he wants a really good trip. So maybe the old course and the Festival Novice Chase on the Wednesday might be too sharp for him. But for other races, he could be really interesting. I love it. I love it. Just sitting here in, what are we, mid-October and Jamie's talking <laughs> about Cheltenham as if it's tomorrow. So <laughs> like, yeah, you know, we're expecting a couple of millimetres millimeters of rain. So I think uh, the old course really is suit here. <laughs> I think about what I want for Christmas in April. You, you've, got, you've got to speculate. Yeah. Is um, no, no one taking Fast Al Vega then? Yeah. Oh, no one likes sure. him. Yeah. I mean... I think you'd be a madman to to write off Willie Mullins. I mean, the way that people did seem to kind of write off Fasal Vega after that run in the Supreme. Dublin Racing um, Well, and I mean, and getting beat in the Supreme sure. as well. A Dublin Racing Festival, definitely. And then to to not be able to beat Marine National, uh, but then to, to finish the season strongly. Mm. Um, you know, I would have thought that they're going to be they're going to be getting getting Fasal Vega right on track for for this season. So I think. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how those two to play out, and if they actually come, ag- come up against each other early doors, do you think that's going to happen? Um, I could see Dublin Racing Festival potentially being the match. I don't know. Yeah. They they did possibly say that Fasal st- might step up and trip. Um, it, obviously it's Willie. We never know. Um, he's great at training Arca winners, so maybe not. But I wouldn't be surprised if they if they if they wanted to avoid him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's move on then from the, the novice chasers and go into, I think we should go into the, the champion hurdling division just quickly to talk about uh, Constitution Hill, who is really just a, a horse of a lifetime so far. I mean, nothing has been able to even touch him. We like talking about him a lot because we were on him. Um, <laughs> to be fair, not well, that was the podcast best ever bet. What, what yeah. Yeah. 33s yeah 30 33 to 1 i have to say uh, we were just mm. given the tip by someone you, we watched we watched points points yeah that is an astonishing bet though yeah, yeah it, it was it was i think also that it was really tough for those who got behind the one that actually beat him on that point to point which is a horse <laughs> of john joe neils 
Springwell Bay, I think it was called, <laughs> something like that. And um, oh, poor, poor horse came out the next four times and got beats into second, I think, every time as well. That's when you know you're too deep in the form study. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Constitution Hill has just been an absolute monster. Mm. So, uh, you know, hopefully he'll bring down the house again. There was one, and, and you might call me crazy, but uh, you know how much we love the flat on this podcast. Uh, watching Vauban over the flat this summer um, has been quite interesting. He won a, he won a group three last time out at, at Nice. Um, and of course, absolutely smashed up in the in the copper horse at, uh, at Ascot. Um, so he, he's really shown his credentials on the flat. I mean, he looks to be like genuinely quite a good operator um without obstacles in front of him well whether he'll go back over obstacles this winter i guess he probably would there's talk of like a melbourne cup yeah um, 72 favorite at the moment yeah yeah exactly going going for the melbourne cup um which would be really interesting to see as well i mean it's, it's quite amazing uh if he goes and wins that but yeah, yeah i just wanted to give what, him an honorable shout i don't out. know what weight he'll be carrying that but you would have thought it'll probably be quite a lot yeah, he's um, raised like one one seven at the moment. But uh, Mullins is a genius, and you know that that horse just seems to be an absolute machine. Yeah. Um. <coughs> so it's uh, it's an exciting one for sure. Uh, let let's move on into the the staying hurdle, um, category now. Tupo is the the favorite. Sade Berle last year's champion out of nowhere. Um. Do you think Sade Burley could come back and do it again against all the odds? Sade, I mean, what a remarkable horse. He's had two attempts. Now he's got a stairs hurdle, followed up an ancient. I mean, amazing. I've never been so happy in my life. I think two years ago, I backed him for his third attempts, thinking it was the day. <laughs> it was payday. And I was wrong. He had Rob James on board. And then he won the stairs hurdle. I couldn't believe it. Um my big fancy of the festival, if I was going to have one anti-post bet this year, um, would be uh, Maria's Rock. Um, that mare's hurdle last year was one of the, the most slowly run mare's hurdle. They finished, despite running over, you know, obviously a longer trip and more cut-up grounds, um, the two-mile four race, they finished in the last final three furlongs quicker than both the champion hurdle and the supreme. And the champion hurdle, let me remind you, that's Constitution Hill and Marie Nash now. And they finished, we're talking about horses like Queen's Brook. <laughs> okay, they finished quicker than those two horses in the final three furlongs. It was so slowly run. Maria's Rocks always, you know, won the Rakeel Hurdle in January last year in Cheltenham on New Year's Day. It's it's a horse that they were considering stepping up in distance, and then when they do on a slowly run two and a half mile race on the tighter track, it's not ideal. Went to entry, ran fantastically. It's twelve to one, and if you start looking at the division, it really starts cutting up. Half of them, half of them won't go. Half of them are going over fences. Mm. You know, Gaelic Warrior has been, the trainer said it's going with fences. I know there's a bit of confusion there. Tiahupu needs soft ground and it's shown it's vulnerable. Uh, getting the allowance at 12 to 1, I couldn't believe that price. That would be my one anti post bet if I, ever, if I was going to have one oh, at the moment. Some, someone's actually tucking in as, as I'm looking at this blue on odds checker. Oh, Marie's gosh. Rocks coming into, coming into eight. <laughs> the listeners. I mean, this podcast isn't even coming out for another few days. <laughs> Hack genius. Someone's bugged the flat. <laughs> um, nah, the, the, the stairs hurdle. Charlie, anything for you? 
this is annoying because I actually really like Tiafu for this. <laughs> I know, I know. I Gene, get, that's what racing's about. I, I, I get, I get the point about, um, I get the point about soft ground, and I do agree. To be fair, and judged on last season, he was held by the older horses, but I really think he's coming to his peak age now for for a staying hurdler. Um, he he will be seven uh, by the time of Cheltenham um, next year, and. I looked it up. Five of the last seven winners of the Stairs Hurdle were seven years old. Um, so it, it really looks like it's a prime time for for, for the Stairs. Um, I mean, you can't forget as well. He won. He won a um, a three mile hurdle by by fifteen lengths at Garen Park um, earlier last season. So that was obviously mightily impressive. I just think he'll really come into his own. Not the best race, though. No, no, we could be agree. It was a great two. It was, yeah, yeah, he beat some of a boy. I agree, but um, still an impressive margin of victory over the longer distances. And um, yeah, I just, I just think he'll be, he'll be a season wiser. um, And in a division that, as Jamie says, is quite cut up, and and you do, to be fair, you get a lot of horses like beating each other in this division. Um, it's never as straightforward, so you're probably not going to have one that's going to go win three, four on the trot. Um, but I think he could be there or thereabouts in the big races and the race of the matter. To be fair, interestingly as well, I was there when it's. Uh, I took my all my friends racing it to a fairy house last Christmas, and I was trying to get them into it and you know get them involved. And I was bigging up Honeysuckle, you know this unbeaten mare, the, the amazing story, and the Hatton's Grace, yeah. yeah, you know with Rachel Blackmore on board, Henry Bromhead, and I was trying, I was picking up this, you know, selling them the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, and funny enough, who pops up over two and a half miles yeah. in bottomless ground and beats it? Tia Hoopoo, couldn't Tia. believe it. <laughs> but it's not all, you know, it's not just one pace. Two, that was two and a half miles that day. Yeah, yeah. And Rachel kicked for home and, and, he, and he picked her off. Yeah, it yeah. was bottomless ground, though, I have to say. Yeah. No, no, the, gra- the ground will be key, certainly. But um, he's now tried three times over over three miles and, and not been disgraced on any occasion. So I, I think he'll just be wiser for it. And um, yeah, for me, actually, I, I quite like him um, for, for, for the staying division. Here. Interesting stuff. So a big tip from Jamie on Marie's Rock. I love it at this stage. I mean, we've literally seen someone backing the horse whilst we've been talking (laughs) about it. If that's not a sign... Hands up, come on. I I don't know what it is. He did get out of the phone (laughs) and went on to bet Victor. The only firm offering 12s. Okay, let's move on then into the champion chase division. Um, Energumen is out, likely out for the season. Uh, yeah. News recently on all racing newspapers. <laughs> um, <laughs> El Fabiolo is hotly fancied for the champion chase now. I mean, that was just super impressive last year, wasn't it? Do you think anyone can beat him? Um, well, I mean, I mean, probably, probably not. To be fair. Uh, the the price now for for the champion chase reflects that as well. Um, he's like around evens for it. I think there may be a couple in in the sort of um, more hardened chase in this division that 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 could um, be interesting. Um, Editor Jajit had a, made a couple of upsets last uh, last season. Clowns house. Yeah. But there will be against Edward Stone, but there will be um 
there'll be uh, there's, there's the case of Dysart Dynamo now in here um, who's likely going to take him on uh, at the front and won't give Edge the kind of race conditions that he likes if indeed they do um, line up against each other um, I thought uh, Captain Guinness was was quite consistent last season though nothing glamorous I mean he obviously came second in the champion chase last year behind Energumen, um, which is sort of the strong form from last year. It's a real shame not to see um, Energumen this season. Um, I mean, he's a lovely horse, uh, obviously. I think and Tony Bloom pulled off one of the coolest days that anyone's ever done. Yeah, it was, He was went sick, to yeah. Cheltenham to watch his horse Energumen run. He had 400 grand on <laughs> at six to five, pissed up by 10 lengths. Nah. Then... Does his interview with Matt Chapman, gets on his helicopter from the middle of the race course straight to Brighton to watch Brighton, his own football club, win 1-0 against, I don't know, Wolves or someone. But no, no, it wasn't. It was Crystal Palace and the editor G owners are Crystal Palace fans. No. That's why he, that's he runs genius. in those colours. Oh. So, so he did them over twice in a day. That's hilarious. I'm really annoyed in Ergamay's out of season because one of my, well, not hot takes, but, you know, fierce takes almost was that El Fabiolo would, would drop clicking for touch um, on all the, you know, the, the ways I look at racing. Um, really? And so, obviously, with him being out, you know, there's, there's not, I don't, it's taken such a huge chunk of yeah. the market. Yeah. I think in the, in the division, like Charlie said, you've got these headstrong horses like Editor de Gigi's, Ge- like Dyson Dynamo, and like Gentleman and Me that all want to get on with it. And it sets its, sets up perfectly i mean last year's awkward you remember dice at dynamo uh went off so quickly um and it sets itself up so perfectly for el fabiolo john bond's you know headstrong enough as well mm. um the only thing i would say about el fabiolo the only thing is his jumping isn't the cleanest and um you know in a championship race on the old course ran two miles with all of these horses you know putting pressure on your jumping going running quick sectionals mm. you can't afford to make a mistake and we've seen horses be punished again and again i mean cordo star fell in, fell in the champion chase so many horses have been punished for it definitely the soul couldn't jump in champion chase although other things might have been wrong it's been a race for upsets so many favorites have been beaten in it Duvan, the day that he got beat, he was beat. Altior, you know, all of these horses, or Shishkin even, all of these horses have been beaten in the champion chase. Definitely the has been not uh, odds on. So I wouldn't be steaming in now, but if they get him ready and his jumping's okay, I, I think he's head and shoulders above above these lot. Fernie, Fernie Hollow, I see in the market. <laughs> Bet365, 33 to 1. William Hill go 14th. Let's get. Fernie Hollow has not been seen yeah. on a racetrack since 2021. Yeah, at that point was practically untouchable around the novice. That was actually a really... Didn't it beat that Gordon Elliott mare in um, Riviera Riv- 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 de Tell? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bit, and, and that was... He was receiving bags of weight, Riviera de Tell. And I remember, because I think I backed Riviera de Tell that day. <laughs> still pretty indignant, to be honest. <laughs> this horse I just don't get to see again just comes up and beats my nap. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's actually quite a good form. Because yeah. yeah. he won the bumper ages ago, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. If yeah. he ever comes back. I mean, that... 
last year they said he was going to be out for another season. So <laughs> I guess we'll just wait for the news in the sort of coming weeks. It's like top of the game. Do you remember top of the game, the Paul Nichols horse? Yeah, yeah, Most yeah. exciting horse ever. <laughs> Every year in November, we just get we just get the bulletin. Yeah, by the way, he's out for another one. <laughs> Never. Everyone forgets about you after a while. That is hilarious. Probably turn up at Annick Castle in like five, ten years. <laughs> Eight, running age 25. Yeah. <laughs> Pulled up after three hours. <laughs> Uh, any any more from the from the the fast the fast chasers yeah. uh, for mean, you guys? John John Bond's beast now Fabiolo before yeah right? eventually yeah yeah um, so it was only his second start though fair yeah I uh, know I mean John John Bond's still a decent horse but held on on most recent form um, to El Fabiolo obviously um, and I really like Edward Stone as a horse as well um, he's a nice horse but again. Uh, so no I, I yeah i i kind of agree agree with jamie now i thought it'd be a more interesting battle between an ergoman and an el fabiolo than, than j- perhaps jamie did but yeah now the division looks um a bit weaker i i might as i said i might look to to one of the sort of more um consistent performers in that division um because i think uh el fabiolo would take up quite a lot of the market in some of those bigger races uh, sorry just to be fair with Eberson, I was going to say, you mentioned Charlie, that, you know, he had a bit of an interrupted prep last year and he, he, he travelled all over in Ergame and Elisagy in the Clarence House in, mm. in trials. Uh, so, yeah, I think it was scheduled to trials day. And, um, you know, they had problem issues with him afterwards. You know, like we said, there was going to be a strong pace of all of those headstrong horses. The way he gets ridden, you know, it wouldn't be a surprise if Alan King can get him back Um that, that he could pop. I think he's 14 to 1 or something. Yeah. I mean, if you don't want to steam into an even shot, you know, in October, <laughs> which I think, to be fair, most people don't, then, you know, I wouldn't then put you steam off. Steam into a 14 to 1 shot. Yeah, I wouldn't put, put you off Everstone. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, I think that's not a bad, uh, not a bad point. Uh, let's, let's move up through the, through the distances as Shishkin did, as we're English. Where does Shishkin go this year? Um, I think they they will look for three miles. I think that's pretty confirmed. Um, he st- he starts off. I've heard in the uh, Betfair Chase at Haydock, uh, which is a Grade One. Um, he's won at Haydock before. Um, it's a nice galloping track. Um, so you know we will we'll have cuts. So yeah, I, 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 he starts off there, and I think they'll probably go from there. Whether the King George is too tight for him with quick jumping, um, I don't know. I, I'm not Nicky Henderson, but he starts off in the Betfair Chase, I think. Love it. Nice, nice. He's he's a great. I mean, obviously talking about Nergman earlier as well. He um, he was involved in that Clarence House the season before. Um, that was a hell of which it. Which was like the it. best horse race I've ever seen live. Uh, we were there, and like it was the most amazing, amazing experience on a racetrack. You were there, like yeah, yeah. Oh. Tris and I were there. We'd gone just on a random um, Saturday, decided to go us two to the races, and uh, it was pleasurable. It, it was, mate. It was, it was <laughs> unbelievable. Pleasurable. <laughs> it literally um, killed it the two horses. Thing. They've yeah, never yeah. been the same. I mean, one no, of them's retired mate, now. And, mate, Shishkin, and Shishkin, yeah, and Shishkin can't like, yeah. It was incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean he, he could always throw up a surprise uh, yeah. even now because on his day, he'll be a fantastic horse. Um, but yeah, may, maybe not for this division, as Jamie says, they'll, they'll give three miles a go. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're going to go Ryanair then. Uh, I think Gold, they'll look for the Gold Cup, hopefully. No, no, sorry. It's in like it, yeah. us now in oh, this right. preview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Fine. Um, I, I actually quite like 
uh, another horse I tipped last year at Cheltenham, and that's Stage Star. <laughs> Um, another, may, another winner. May, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My only two of the best. Send it to your bench. The punter's um, way. Yeah. Um, no, I mean to be fair, I, I, I just really like just strong jumpers, like accurate, like efficient jumpers, and I think Stage Star is really one of those horses. Um, he also did really well at Cheltenham last year. He won, he won on the trials day, I think it was, and, and then um, won that novice handicap chase at Charles Day. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then obviously went on to win at the festival as well. Um, so you know, coming back into into the festival next year, um, he boasts some some good form at the track. And yeah, I, I'm I'm a fan of his jumping. I think um, I think he's a really likable horse in that regard. Um, Bambridge is another one is interesting, but like again, kind of like Tiapu is so ground dependent, right? Um, like he'll miss he'll miss a lot of the big races because it rains too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like Alaho is obviously the really interesting one in this division, given that he's he's been out for so long. Mm. Um, he's apparently it's, back. It's, yeah, but it's quite difficult but to know what to make of that as well. Yeah, um, who the hell knows? Exactly, um, and it's clearly been quite a serious injury as well. Like yeah. Mullins is saying, like it's, it's like quite a rare yeah, condition. Yeah. So, like, th there's that question mark of how does the horse bounce back from that as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, th these are all interesting questions, I guess. But and that, I think that's the thing when you want to, you know, if you're ever going to consider backing horses now. I'd always want to be backing, I think my brother actually said this to me, the, the, the up-and-comers rather than the horses trying to repeat and defend their yeah. titles. It's because, you know, they're another year older, you know, age catches up with everyone and they will have a chink in their armour. But the up-and-comers, they're improving, they're younger. So horses like El Fabiolo would, if I had to steam into a shorty, it would be... <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's just get on. We'll be the horse. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you recommending a double? Marie's, Marie's Rock El Fabiolo. Marie's Rock El Fabiolo. <laughs> and, and Constitution Hill to let <laughs> the travel. Should we, do, should we just stake out Marie's Rock and get on the double? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's not fuck around. Um, but about the novice chasers, I think Charlie's right. Stage stars... Really interesting. We saw last year, you know, the real Wacker and Stage Star, both of them, what did they do? They jumped beautifully. They led mm. an uncontested lead and they made all. And, 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 and that is literally time and again, if you can find a horse that can jump well and, and leads yeah. then and gets into yeah. rhythm, then they will improve 30 pounds. You know, Glenn Forcer was rated 117 over hurdles. The next, you know, he was winning the grade two Kingmaker yeah, yeah, yeah. because he just goes out in front and he jumped beautifully and people can't catch you. Yeah. you think Wait. about how many lengths you are making up every fence. Set 15 fences. You could be 15 lengths worse than them over hurdles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Mate, I, 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 think, I think actually, like I first spoke about it with you weirdly, like that I think is genuinely my favorite thing. A horse that just goes out in front and can do that and can jump consistently well, because as you say, it just puts the pressure on the horses in behind. Yeah. It is such like a beautiful thing to watch in, in horse Which racing. Which takes us perfectly into the gold cup because a horse who does that, the real whacker, oh, uh, hey. who, 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 who ruined, whacker, who yeah. ruined oh. most, Oh, Most of the that. world. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was, was nah, I was, I was fully laying Jerry Colom. Uh, I wasn't backing <laughs> the real <laughs> actor. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> it was, it was Tris's nap for the best. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I actually wasn't on Jerry Colom. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't think I, I recall I think it. you were. To be fair, it was, my, it was my charity bet. I remember that. That was a nightmare. <laughs> we put up the old clip a year ago. <laughs> Joey Galore, nap. <laughs> Six months there. I actually wasn't. Can it wasn't on him at all. cut that in, um, I genuinely wasn't. But uh, yeah, it's a fascinating field once again. Do you think Joey Galore can step up and take on Galapin des Champs? Or do you think that Galapin des Champs is just now showing his class? I actually do think Jerry Colomb's quite interesting to be fair I genuinely don't know how he lost that brown advisory like that's a fucking nightmare because um, it was the real whacker <laughs> the real whacker it's fair it was a great ride um, but yeah no I think I think um, Jerry Colomb Jerry Colomb would be interesting this year I think Galapin de Champs proved fallible um, at the end of last season albeit after um, what was a big race in, in the Gold Cup when he went down at, um, at Punchestown uh, to uh, fast or slow, um, he would still obviously be the horse to beat, right? Um, for for the Gold Cup next year, I mean, he won with with enough in hand at, at Cheltenham. Um, even though it kind of looked like Brave Man's game gave him a, gave him a good go. Lads, um, I'm telling, Ahoy Senor would have won that race. No, he started to make a move, wasn't it, out the back? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. Ahoy, senor. Just beautifully. Beautiful. That's going to win a big race this year. I actually think we, we, it's scope to take on Gallop in the Champ. I, I'd, be very, really? I'd be very keen to, to, to get behind someone else. I mean, if you look at last year's Gold Cup, as Tris mentioned, who have you got? You know, Lauren Press was injured before. Yeah. You've had Brave Man's game who, you know, gets three miles around Kempton. Yeah, thanks a lot. But three mile two at Cheltenham. Come on. That's the, that's, uh, it's going to the Rhino this year. I think that says it all. Um, it, you know, it had horses like Aplutard who, who was touted up as one of the, you know, to, to the defending champion mm. who bombed out in the Betfair. You know, his, his form figures just looked like the alphabet. He didn't have a single <laughs> numerical value by it. It was a disgrace. And, um, and so, yes, it was impressive. Yes, he's a great horse. But, you know, I just think that his defeat at Punchestown really highlights that he, you know, mm. you know these things aren't machines, and you know they're they're not infallible. And often plodders win, not plodders, but you know attritional stayers yeah, win the yeah, Gold Cup. Yeah. You know who won? Native, who, who, River. Native River won the Welsh National on the top weights, and yeah. this this was one elegant escape. You know, another contest like out on his feet came about fifth in the Gold Cup. Um, it's not all about speed. Mm. Um, to be fair, I think that will fall into Jerry Klom's favour. That's as well. what I'm saying. Yeah, right. that, he I, gets going. He's exactly that kind of horse yeah. that I'd want to be behind. That kind of staying horse. Yeah. It's really not all about um, about speed and class. And mm. I, and Gallop in the Champ is, is not unbeatable at all. I'd, I'd rather be. You know, what price is Jerry Klom? Uh, Jerry Klom is, I think, currently six like, to one. Second favourite. Yeah, six to one. Sevens, yeah. Right. Sevens, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't chucking mind chucking that with Maria's rocking. Yeah, go on. Jink Cork Rambler could could win the uh, the Gold Cup. Again, that's that kind of kind of profile, yeah. right? Yeah. Shout out in form, uncomplicated. What about what about fast or fast or slow? Finished second in the Ultima, and then obviously beat one. Yeah. Galapin de Champ. I mean, I know you've got to take the, those like late season victories. Punchestown form is always a bit weird. Yeah, yeah exactly. Especially with you can't argue with it. No, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. You can't. And and actually, um, the season before, Faster So came second in the Coral Cup as well. So yes, that is right. There's there's form. There's form at Cheltenham. When Campon came um, fourth. Who won that? Um, the uh, the Gigginstown horse. Um, I can't remember. Do you remember? Commander Fleet. Commander oh, Fleet nice. Yeah, That's yeah, a great yeah, yeah. shout. Yeah, that's great. Forty to one. 
Um, You're all over Cambron, weren't you? I couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> the ground went against him, but he travelled up so nicely. I suddenly thought we might still be in this. And I had I had the Ashdale Bob run a fantastic race that day as well. In, in as third, well, yeah. I had the third and the fourth. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, disgrace. The oh. amount of times that happens at Cheltenham. Yes, Genuinely, yeah. especially, yeah. It's, it's and also, dreams go to die. And also, Ashdale Bob had beaten Commander Fleet in the Boyne Hurdle that year. And that is always my favourite race for the Coal Cup. I love it. And um and yeah, I just the, the overturning of the form just I saw yeah. Less we talk about that. I don't, yeah, yeah. Maybe we should cut that from the podcast. Move. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Move on. So we're taking um, on Galapan de Champ yeah. potentially. I think, I think we could, mate. Yeah. Potentially yeah. with more of a plotter, Jerry Colom, uh, Coric Rambler. The real whacker <laughs> is actually not what you're looking for here. Um, by the contents. Of what I tell you what, Ahoy Senor, I I backed him last year for the Gold Cup. Um, he fell. He was getting to a nice rhythm. Look, he's probably more of an entry horse. He's, he's probably more of a spring yeah. horse. I'm not saying, you know, get him in your tent to follow. I'm not saying mm. back him now, but he jumps beautifully. He's, he stays all day. I wouldn't be surprised to see him pop up. He, um, he'll win a big race at sure. some point yeah, next yeah, year. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At probably yeah, yeah. quite a good price because Whether he'll probably fall in, in, yeah, in some of them again, as well. Again, like so inconsistent yeah. as a horse. But yeah. that, I mean, that that's one where he, he goes at such a clip, leads from the front, mm jumps very well for 95% of the time and then like he just will fall like one of those howler, yeah. um, but I, I do think he's got the perfect round of jumping I think Aintree's a great track for him mm-hmm. and uh, yeah always been a horse that I've loved um, True. there's one distance we haven't spoken about yet which is the uh, Grand National oh, distance man. the Grand oh, National please. I think right rightly has been reduced the field's yeah. been reduced this year um, for the first time, I mean, last year was a Carnage. complete farce. Yeah. Like the whole thing, the um, uh, the activist, the animal rights activist before, mm. then the oh my god, that was it. The canal turn, or maybe it even wasn't even the canal turn, but it was just carnage. You had yeah, jockeys, yeah. horses flying absolutely everywhere. It was an awful, awful advert for racing. Mm. Uh, that said, who's going to win it? <laughs> I'm just going to say now. I don't know if he will win it, but the other day. The shunter popped up again and I nearly cried. This is the biggest plot horse I've ever seen in my entire life. It won the more battle hurdle, then went and won the plate. Then McManus bought it. Suddenly it stopped winning. <laughs> then he pops up, nearly wins the Galway plate. Then he won, was it the Irish Cesarich? It wasn't the Cesarich, was it? It was the Cesarich. And yeah, it was the Cesarich. The plan is to go for the, uh, the Grand National. And if this thing pops up and it adds to its CV, the Cheltenham Festival plates over two and a half miles chase, the more battle hurdle, which is two miles, which is so valuable before the plate at Kelso, and it adds the Cesarovich and the National, then I will hang a picture of him in my bedroom and go to sleep every single night looking at it because I just <laughs> applaud them. Right. I am looking through the market at the moment for the grand national i can't seem to but that might just give my uh eyesight but i'm sure you'll be able to do a better job of that if not ring up william hill now <laughs> before anyone listens to the podcast um, five to one favorite tomorrow morning <laughs> suddenly to see a blue and i'll check <laughs> right let's uh let's finish this thing off with i want to have uh one of your main horses, one of the fancied horses who you think, you know, has a good chance of not getting beat this season. Uh, 
and uh, please, please don't say Constitution Hill. Say, yeah. Are uh, we saying good horses for Grade Ones, or are we saying horses that we want people to back? Good they, horses, they, they, good, good horses for Grade Ones, and then one who might fly in slightly under the radar. We, sorry, we were just saying that. Um, do, do, is there anyone in like handicaps that you like? I know, like you're, yeah. you're a bit of a you're a bit of a figures man. So I thought you might have something. W- one of my favourite things is uh, novice handicap chasers or uh, novice chasers even that that get given a low hurdles mark. You know, like the horse Glen Forster. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my favourite ones this year is Italon for uh, Dan Skelton. Um, he ran in the EBA final at Sandown in March and he came fourth. He just he hung out the back that day and he stayed on really well. Um, that was over two miles. He's been given an opening handicap mark of 123 over fences. Um, look, if this if this thing's right, he's far better. And there were eight subsequent winners from the EBF final off that race. The form's worked out fantastically. Um, the winner, Isio, won his first time out over fences. Um, yeah, I mean, I I I'd be really behind following. Um, uh, following Etalon, um, I'm surprised they haven't kept him over hurdles because I think something like the county hurdle would be uh, fantastic. Dan, you know, obviously he's got a great work on that with Mahead and Chittabello and, you know, obviously he won it this year with Favoir. Um So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him rock up in the in the county hurdle. But for novice handicap chasers, he's great. And the, the other one uh, runs on Friday um, at Cheltenham in the handicap chase and his name is Passing Well. He came fourth in the shallow hurdle uh, last year in December, Newbury. Um, the fifth and sixth were rated 137 and 138. He's rated 118. Uh, he's he's run his record on soft ground is 114. The fourth being in the shallow. Um, look, Hermes Lenz a great horse who obviously won. He'd be another horse to follow. But in terms of handicap chases, I'd I'd be pretty shocked if um, passing well when encountering soft ground specifically. Uh, could it couldn't pop up? That seems Jamie like, Snowden's horse. That's, that's sorry. That that yeah. seems like a pretty good one, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just gonna follow up with like <laughs> Constitution Hill or something. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, my what, what what were the criteria again? Like this was one that's gonna fly in a little bit under the radar. Oh, Brackets could be in a handicap. No, the, the leave the handicap thing out. That I do love two and a half mile handicaps, but that will be later in the season. I'll start talking about those. Um, I see here that uh, Iroko's twenty-five to one for the Brown Advisory, so I guess that counts as counts as under the radar for the reason I mentioned earlier. And potentially making seasonal reappearance this Saturday at Cheltenham as well. Really? Um, Florian Porter might run as well this yeah, weekend. Yeah, that could be a hell of a race. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's my one. Fantastic and great ones. The big boys or girls? Marie's Rock for you, is it? Wow. <laughs> I think it would have to be even just thinking now for Porter, another you know is out the division side of Burley at twelve. I mean, God, if that thing wins, I've got to have to send JP a check. Old, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think Maria's Rock with the allowance twelve to one. Yeah. I think that would be my Grade One horse to follow this year. Yeah, yeah. In the staying division, hurdle division. Nice. Uh, well, I'm gonna put one out that in that same division in <laughs> Tiapu, uh, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna couple it up with Jerry Colon for same connections. And the just double, has the, the double. double, yeah, yeah. Just have it as those three milers. <laughs> well, should we say the ground's soft at Cheltenham? We back Tia Hoopu. Yeah. And if the ground's quick for for the stairs hurdle, we back Maria's, Maria's Rock. Rock. Yeah. So yeah. Just back them both now. Twelve. Because one of them will win. Mate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only win bets right. though. No each way. You heard it here <laughs> first. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
That's well, brilliant. I think that the uh, Cheltenham Gold Cup is going to be won by Cork Rambler. Nice. Ooh, love nice, that, mate. Nice. That's great. And uh, my one to follow for the season uh, will run at Wolverhampton. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> not, not, not at the dirt stores. <laughs> uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, I don't have one. But... Uh, <laughs> I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, it's been an absolute pleasure, both of brilliant. you. Yeah. Uh, it's it's always great to record with you, Jamie. We absolutely love yeah, it, yeah. and I'm sure the listeners will appreciate it too. Uh, we're looking forward to a big season of flat racing here at the Midas Touches, and we can't flat racing, jump racing. <laughs> <laughs> we can't wait to get time. going. Um, thank you both for for joining. Uh, it's a goodbye from me, Tris. It's a goodbye from me, Charlie. Goodbye from me, Jamie. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. Bye, guys.